All right, let's try this again. Part of the podcast. Jenks has had problems with his headphones, but hopefully now he can hear me. Jenks, are you there? I can hear. I can hear you, but I'm not listening through my headphones. So I don't know what exactly is going to happen here, but we're about to find out if it's just going to push back a big echo to everyone else. No, I think we're okay. Anyway, welcome to Card Authority Minicast number six, Footy Stars 2021 first look and chat. Thank you, everyone, for the patience of trying to find the stream. Obviously, uh, we did have to bump the stream there previously, but we're back on track now. I was just saying I love these daytime broadcasts because that means we are talking about a new release. And the new release we are talking about, no echo, fantastic. Thank you, Sherry. Um, is Footy Stars 2021, which we had an exclusive announcement last week on Card Authority that was going to be shown or released, should I say, pre-sale release in 2021. Turn your phone down, Jenks. That is giving echo. All right. My yeah. Phone's, my phone's not on. Uh, no, we're fine. Everyone's saying it's okay. We can carry on. Don't stress. All right. So we've been very lucky, as always. Selective once again stepped up the plate and brought Lynn Gilmartin, who we've talked about before, is a fantastic presenter from the WPT. She's come on board as the Select Ambassador and has rolled out two previews out of a possible nine, I think. I saw that somewhere. And she has been talking about the first sneak peeks of the cards. So obviously, we're going to go through a little bit about what we've seen. We don't really know any more information than you guys do, um, but certainly fire away questions and let's talk about what we've seen. So yesterday, Janks, we obviously talked in detail um, that they showed the common cards from Footy Stars 2021. Yeah. What, what, were, what were your first views on the commons that you saw yesterday? So base cards I saw yesterday. So first opinion is I thought the AFLW ones actually look better than uh, than the normal base ones. How good? They, they looked really good, didn't they? I love that. The AFLW ones look really good. I thought, look, in general terms, the base cards are base cards. They probably look more, more playful. Probably the colours and stuff pop a lot more than what they've done for the previous couple of years with the really simplistic um, base. Um Look, I, I don't know. They look almost maybe a little bit retro, you know, retro-y sort of thing, maybe, yep. if that's the right way to describe it. I think they look all right. They didn't jump out at me as being anything amazing, but certainly the AFLW cards jumped out as me as looking really, really nice, yeah. Yeah, and right. I, I, I certainly have the same feeling. I thought the AFLW cards reminded me a little bit of the old Future Force cards. Yeah. The black strip down the side. Yeah. Which, which I thought were good. Um, and I guess the the commons or the base for the men's looked very similar to almost Dominance 19, where it was kind of like the white background with the silhouette behind it. So I thought they they were... I mean, at the end of the day, we're talking about common cards here. But I, you know, the the overall consensus and feedback was that definitely, definitely the AFLW cards were were really good. Yeah. Um, and obviously, look, you know, we're seeing a few people on the stream now. So if you guys have got any feedback at all, certainly send that through. Um, I noticed that there seems to be a little bit of a trend of green seems to be the color this year. Um, it look, yeah, it looks like they're theming that way, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, and, and I don't know whether that's going to be a trend that they're going to use for the albums and some other cards down the track, but that definitely seems to be the color of the series. Yeah. And Andrew Bennett with a question. AFLW looked great, but three per team again is a joke. Surely do at least 10 per team. Yeah, look, not sure about that, Andrew. I guess it's probably about collation and numbers that they need to 
be able to distribute cards in an even enough fashion. That would be my it guess. Would fit all the cards in a packet. The other one that I've always found interesting, and I've seen obviously a couple of people comment on it over the last couple of days as well, is the number they do of each players. So like doing 10 or 11 as opposed to nine and how that then works for layouts of people's folders and yeah, stuff like that. And look, I tend to agree with that. It must be something to do with the production side of things, I'm assuming. It could be twofold. It could be one production and the way things are printed, but it maybe also is a requirement of maybe the AFL that they have to represent a certain amount of players um, yep. or, or something like that. I don't know, but I've always actually found that a bit odd too, is why don't they just keep it in nine so it's fully symmetrical and lays out properly in a folder? Well, they did say yesterday and they didn't answer the question that there were eight players that they were using. Do you think perhaps there could be a logo? So it might actually make it nine? Yeah, like a header card. Like a header it's, card? It's maybe. From memory, normally header cards are pretty exclusive to hobby product and to Series 2, so that's quite possible. Yeah. I suppose that begs the question then, if they're going to do that, then obviously our expect we will, I think we expect anyway we're going to see a prestige type of release after how successful that was last year as well. So, yep. yeah. Yeah, no, fair enough, fair enough. Well, look, I think overall the first look at the common cards were pretty good. Um Obviously, you know, you can't get too excited about common cards. I did like in the video, though, when Lynn turned around the header card that clearly they had the checklist on the back and they put some nice little question marks there to keep you guessing yeah, a little was, bit. I like how they did that. Yeah, that was very cool. Yeah, I don't know whether that was a little bit of a post-production gaffe that they went, oh, shit, we're just going to reveal the whole series there. Yeah. So we, we better hide it. Um, but I thought that was good. It added a nice little bit of an element of surprise. Yeah. Um, so today, moving on to today's release, and I know you have been out at meetings all day. For people who haven't seen, they've got a holographic parallel in every single packet. And these cards are like a swirly hollow with, I presume, the same eight players that they have from the base cards. Yeah. Um, so, so the listeners know and the viewers know you absolutely deep-ended me here about... 30 seconds before we went on to do the podcast, I did say, like, I've been had a very busy morning and I'm not, I saw the very early videos that popped out this morning, but otherwise, I'm not, I have an in depth, like, I looked at, I glanced at it once, so I haven't even looked, but I saw all the feedback seems to be very positive at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, so you, did you see that? Have you actually seen the hollows now? Have you seen a picture of them? Yeah, so I saw I saw yeah. what the hollow looks like, and then I saw, I think there was two variations of Starburst, was there? One that's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so look, I, I guess the, the first thing about the hollow is what I loved about it is that there's a hollow in every single packet. So no longer are you sort of getting that scenario where there's effectively dead packets in a box or dead, dead yeah, ten, dead packets in a box, I guess, that every card is going to have something that is collectible and a chase card in theory. Yeah. I thought that was a really, really good good sign. Yeah, um, and so did I, I think I also noticed as well that the... The first burst, I wasn't paying that much attention to the second one, but the first one that was in the video today, so the second card, which was the first burst, there was like a gloss coating over it as opposed to the matte coat, which the, the, all the ones last year seemed to have like a matte or a satin finish over them, whereas these ones on the video looked glossy. And I suppose the difference, uh, when I say glossy, think like a... Um, Think like a dominance card, like a dominance, as in like the dominance yep. dominance, like, like that gloss sort of coating on the front. Did it look like that to you as well? Well, look, it's hard to say from the thing. I, I, and look, you know, as you just mentioned, there were two Starbursts that were released today that they showed. There was a camo one, which is 
one in every two packets, I believe. And then there was a Starburst Lightning, which is the first numbered card we've seen in the series, um, which was numbered to 210, I believe it was. And it was the same players that were in the Starburst um, camos. I'm just going to address the most recent comment that just popped up because I really want to have a shot at trying to say this name here. It's an absolute ripper. Yeah, all right. All right, here we go. Maximiliano El Magico Alvarado. Great. We are talking about Footy Stars 2021 um, off the back of the previews that have just come out is what we're talking about. What a name. That is unreal. Yep. Yeah, and and as uh as Kelly and also um, Peter said too, there, it looks like those hollows are replacing the dreaded jigsaw pieces from last year. So, all oh, right, okay, yeah. So look, obviously, anyone that's yeah, we would have seen a jigsaw already. That's right. Yeah, and look, the jigsaws I can understand were a lot of fun for kids, um, but yeah, I I know if someone that has to send a lot of cards and certainly do things like that. Yeah, the jigsaws were a pain in the ass and they were thick and they were heavy. So if uh yeah, Kane, absolutely spot on. It does look great. Um we I love the look of the holo cards too. I so mean, it was a two two variations of burst and one of them's numbered. So is one of those is effectively the leopard and then one of them is the replacement for a galactic, is that right? Yeah, I imagine so. So I think there's like oh he's gonna you're gonna test me here now, but I think it was the galactic one or which is now the lightning is going to be like one in every two boxes or three boxes or something like that. Yeah. I think they said one in every 72 packets on average, one one in every two boxes. So that's, that's the equivalent of the galactic. So I think now, since we've seen these first few previews, we can probably start to forecast a little bit, not with, not definitively, but we can probably forecast a bit what's going on here. Now we can look back at 2020 and then we can look at this year and go, okay, so we think the jigsaws are gone and have been replaced by a legitimate insert now, which is the hollow. We've yep. seen the equivalent of a leopard, which is the, what is it, the camo starburst? The camo, which I think looks good. I'm not a huge starburst fan, but it looked really good. I thought, yeah. I thought it looked good. And then they've effectively shown today one of the box hits, which is one in two boxes because it's going to be a variant. It'll offset against something else. So obviously last year we saw premiership predictors and Brownlow predictors. Yep. So, and then we obviously saw the fireworks and stuff. But what, the way it worked was you would get the fireworks in every box. So I think the expectation is we're still going to see something. There's still something to come that's going to be one in every box. The yep. Galactic is effectively one in every two boxes because it's going to offset against a prem predictor or a brown low predictor, um, which would make sense. Yep. Are we going to see a big one in two case hit again here, a showstopper or something like that? Well, yeah, Ash has literally just asked that question. He's excited yeah. to see, you know, and, and we talked about the other week about whether it might be this new showstopper platinum or maybe it might be a SIG or something like that. My gut feeling is it won't be a SIG because it's a series one release, but maybe it could be a new variation of the showstopper. So that will um that that'll be sick. That'll the showstopper one's interesting though. Like I know we talked about it last week a little bit. Is yep. well, they've done a gold and a silver. The door is certainly open for a platinum. However, if they threw a platinum showstopper into this series, do we then start asking more questions about well, what happens with prestige? Is that actually going to be prestige? Because what do you do? Uh, you know, yeah, you could do a diamond showstopper or whatever it is, but all the all the all the sick, or a showstopper signature, which has been rumored in the past. Yeah, that's yeah. A good that's a good yeah. call. Yeah. But that also begs the question now, if we were at preview number two of nine, there's still a lot of cards for them to talk about. Okay. So, so is there definitely nine previews, is there? Is that uh, so? 
I mean, I'll check on the Select website here. I vaguely remember yesterday. Oh, she said that. Lynn said that. Yeah, or there was one of nine or something like that. Yeah, so yesterday it said reveal one slash nine. Okay. So that means there's seven more reveals. Wow. So okay, so there's actually going to be more hits than what we're thinking here. So let's 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 consider. So we've got a box hit that's coming that's going to replace a firework. Let's expect that. So let's call that preview number three. Yep. Then we expect there's going to be Brownlow predictors. So we'll say preview number four. Yep. Then we're thinking there's going to be premiership predictors. Yep. So preview yep. five. Yep. What are the other four previews going to be? Well, there's going to either be a big one in two case hit. So well, the big showstopper or whatever. Big showstopper, yep. So, so we've still got three to slot in there. We need a replacement for like a blue die cut. Yep. Maybe, yeah. maybe like did they they ran milestones, didn't they? In the first oh, milestones. Yeah, milestones as well. Okay, so, milestones. So maybe there might be some sort of milestone card. Plus it, yeah, and then a die cut replacement for that guaranteed yeah. second insert per packet. Because yeah. if you replace the jigsaw, then there should be something. Okay, so we're still one short. Yeah, and there must be something else coming. There which is, else which is exciting. Yeah. 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 Interesting. So, look, I think it's really good the way that they leak these out. Obviously, it gives us good things to talk about here. And um, obviously, everyone gets excited. And as I said, you know, I, I think I'm a little bit biased. Obviously, I'm friends with Lynn. But, you know, it's great that they're bringing in a professional operation, a professional production to actually run us through these things. Oh, yeah, Steve, the Contested Beast. So the oh, Contested Beast. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. See, so many releases. I've forgotten everything. Yeah. yeah. Out of it. All becomes a blur. Yeah, so maybe they're going to do that again or maybe there might be a variation of that, something like I that. I thought the Contested Beasts are a fantastic-looking card. That's the type of card that you throw... If, you, if It's almost like the Contested Beast should have been a numbered card in Series 2 and On the Rise should have been an unnumbered card in Series 1. Yeah, yeah. Like, I reckon those Contested Beasts were a hot-looking card when they came out. The only problem was every time you started to peel one you through the packet, you thought it was a showstopper. Yeah, for sure. A good question here from Cameron. The thing about the showstopper is the two best players from each team have already been used. Who would be a better player on the platinum? Well, I know, for example, that for Richmond, obviously, I know them really well. It seemed like the silver showstoppers were more junior and up-and-coming players, like they did Sydney Stack. Um, you know, they, they weren't the mainstream Jets. So I kind of feel like there is always new players or new people that are rising, and then there's always studs and... You know, from Richmond, it could be Trent Cochin, it could be Dion Presti, or it could be all sorts of things, you know. At a personal level, I'd love to see more showstoppers so I can actually get someone decent as opposed to Seb Ross. Yeah. That'd well, be very I actually just really hope they're just Seb Ross in both of them. Oh, that, no. that would be the best outcome for everyone. Jeez. Um, so, look, yeah, really, really fantastic. I think, obviously, look, it's hard for us to speculate too much. Um, because well, we don't know anything and we've got to wait for the previews like everyone else. But once again, you know, we've got to give credit to Select where it's due. They have obviously announced when it was released, which we were lucky enough to be able to give that information last week. And now they're going through a process building all the way up to the 21st of February, talking about the cards and getting everyone excited. It, yeah. it, it felt like, you know, we were in a little bit of a lull after Bruins. Bruins was a little bit of a time extension almost, like we thought the season was over. They brought stuff for us. Um, and then, you know, bang, out comes another premium release. So it's really nice after a little bit of a, you know, a one to two month hiatus that we've got some real excitement and buzz going on again about the industry. It definitely feels like the standard has lifted 
as it probably should, you know, we're talking about a hobby that's absolutely going nuts at the moment, but it feels like this is, you know, again, I saw someone said it just up in the comments there before is it's very, I think it was Kane said, it's very much feeling has more of a dominance, more of a series two feel to it already. And I don't know if it's because of the effective marketing and the videos and that it'll all look schmick and everything, or if it's the cards or a combination of both, I don't know exactly what it is, but I, I don't know. It feels different to me than it has the last couple of years. Like the, the, the hype train is real. And that then presents the situation of, well, what's going to happen here with the, a series one? Are we going to see a series one release literally like just go boom, straight off the shelf, out the gate, as opposed to a product that sticks around for six to nine months, you know, that you can find all over the place? Is this going to be... Uh, are we going down the same path here as what we just did with Dominance, Brilliance, Prestige and, and whatnot last year? Well, that, I was going to ask you the same question. You know, what do you think the real chance is that this sells out in... Like, I can't say... There's so much of it. I can't see it selling out in three seconds. But is this going to be the product that's going to sell out in 24 hours? Well, it's certainly the... It's it's one of those things. It's a, it's a, it's a larger produced product which goes to a very broader, a broad audience in terms of where it's available from. So the reality is, I suppose, the hobby products such as Dominance and Brilliance was available for the most part from the single source or primary source and then a couple of external hobby sources. Yep. Whereas this one is available, I suppose, traditionally at supermarkets and servos and news agents and everything like that as well, which means it will take longer for people to acquire it. But I'm interested to see what happens with the direct to customer sales again and does it just go huge from the outset and does select end up selling the amount they've allocated themselves effectively for online and then is there a huge rush on the physical bricks and mortar retail will people just be running into stores trying to buy buy up everything um, yeah, well, and, and Cameron certainly mentioned that. I guess that that's also going to probably tie into what select actually set as the buying limits. You know, are we going to be able to buy one case, two case, three cases like we did? My gut feeling is the days of buying multiple cases are going to be over, but it probably seems common sense that you're going to be able to buy a case. I don't know. What do you, what do you what's your gut feel? It's I'm conflicted because I, I don't know. I feel like I'm trying to keep a lid on it at the moment, but mate, it just feels like the hobby is just raring to go at the moment. People want to break down pack. Like we all just want packets in our hands. We want mm. to rip them open. Let's do this. Like we need it. We've been waiting a little while, and yeah, of course we had brilliance, but that was a single a single break. You know, what I mean? you just opened one one box, and obviously it's amazing, but. Give me some boxes and packets. I need to. I need to fulfil that hunger. And I feel like if I feel that way, a lot of people probably feel that way. And I think you start to couple that now with the the scale of the breaks market and the speculation that's taking place, and just the fact that this is uh, also for kids and stuff as well. Uh, um, yeah, this could go a lot bigger than what I'm anticipating, a lot bigger and quicker than I'm anticipating. I certainly think either way it's a sellout. It's how long does it take to sell out, but it should be the first year of ever a, a Series 1 sellout, I would say, for yeah. this mainline product. And actually, um, make, actually yeah. makes a good point there. Good I think, point people, yeah, depending on what the buying limits are, people will probably go and try to get it from the news agent and supermarket. I'd love to know if anyone out there has actually spoken to a local store news agency server oh, yeah. and asked a question about are you getting footy stars and can it be pre-ordered? I'd love to know if you just drop a comment if uh, 
if anyone has inquired about that and maybe AJ, when you next uh, reach out to the guys at Select, maybe it's worth asking the question whether they've been getting inquiries from their account yeah. holders about pre-orders and stuff. Because that, that would be really the next step of moving towards the international model of, of NBA, which uh, talking about that, I'm waiting for my pre-orders from Zing and EB to turn up. <laughs> Where are my hoops? Um, Stephen, you ask a good question. Look, this is probably more a question for us to talk about a card on Card Authority, a normal episode, but... I think, you know, PayPal, obviously, we're hearing a lot of stuff in the NBA industry at the moment where people are running into some problems. And um, I know you showed me something the other day, Jenks, about some NBA breakers getting in trouble or losing access to their PayPal. To be honest, my gut feeling is everyone's going to move to pay ID or bank accounts really soon. Like, I know we've been talking about it a little bit about how to structure some things for our business, Yeah. Um, you know, before the worst case scenario happens. But clearly, there's going to be a change in landscape. And um, also, there's some things going on with eBay and PayPal. I think they're separating. Is that right? Like the yeah, eBay, eBay, who owned PayPal, has sold PayPal a few months ago, and there's a divergence taking place. Um, as you said, I think this is probably a topic and a conversation we can cover in depth in the next proper episode. Yeah, good point. And there's a lot of talk about it. A lot of people asking questions at the moment. Fortunately for us, and I'm, you know. I'm not trying to sound like we know absolutely everything, but given we operate in this space, we have a very, very good understanding of how it all does work. And I suppose between now and when we do discuss it in depth, all I would say is like everything else on the internet, just be wary of what you're reading because different things have different motives behind them and they're also out of context. So when we say PayPal banning RAS payments and break payments and, and things like that, um, it's uh, it's uh, oh, see, it, I told you it's the risk of kids coming yeah, in during the day. Well, it's, it, it, it may not necessarily like fully be the case. We need to consider that PayPal is just a, a payment gateway, and the whole debate about goods and services and family and friends they're just two different forms of a payment. One provides buyer protection, one doesn't. And a good thing I did was explain to someone yesterday that it's like when you go into a shop, you're given the option to pay via various forms of credit cards, or you can pay with a debit card. You pay with a debit card, there's no fees associated with it. You pay with a credit card and the merchant, the store, has to pay fees on it. But yeah, the difference right. is you pay with a debit card, there's no buyer's protection. You pay with the credit card for the two, two or three for the two or three percent that the shop that the shop's involved in the transaction or that they pass on to the customer, you're getting buyer's protection. For G'day, it. Elliot. How are you? This All right. Well, well, and look, we'll talk about this more in depth. And obviously, a few questions are coming through here. Michael said, look, this is the product, only product that the average Joe can actually get without the prices going nuts. Well, you're right. But I mean, I've heard some stories even this week that Footy Stars 2020 is up to like $180 or $190 a box on the secondary market. So that's almost double in price in 12 months. Yeah. I think there's going to be more stock around for people to get. But with the hype and the what we've said many, many times, the supply is getting completely outstripped by the demand these days. Yeah. So, and I think just to add to that, I think where we start to run into a problem, I, I think Michael's correct that there always needs to be a product that every person has access, especially the kids. Yep. And I think, you know, the marketplace is the market and the market decides itself what the levels of demand are going to be. I think what we need to continue to do as, as participants in the market is make sure that where we're holding all the, the manufacturers and all the, all the producers to account with respect that they need to ensure that they are putting these type of products onto market and they're not price hiking it. Like, I don't want to see what happens with NBA hoops at the retail level where it goes above its own recommended retail on the shelf 
happen to something like this. As long as this product maintains at like that $3 a packet price point, or maybe could even go up to $4 a yeah, packet price yeah. point, I think, I think it's good. I don't I don't want to see this at a store level at a news agency where it's costing $8 over the counter. No, no, that's, yeah, that's suicide for the product. That's right. Yeah. But I think probably, you know, it's going to be a natural progression as these um, releases get better and there's more things in it and they're more in demand. They're probably going to go from $2.99 to $3.99. It seems a logical step. And I think for people, you know, People aren't going to care too much. Like they maybe they'll reduce the amount of packets in the box or something like that. I think yeah. there's ways that they can do it where people are still getting that hundred dollar a box kind of price range. Totally, and that's the thing. Like I don't even think it's. I think it's more about the actual price point. You want to make sure that a kid can still have a couple of gold coins and be able to buy their packet of cards. You know? Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. That's, that's that. That is, I think, the key to it. So making sure that at a price point, the kids can still go in and, and get it. Well, I just sent a message here. We asked if anyone had spoken to anyone, and Steve here says that he's a manager at Woolies, and they've increased their order for their store. Wow. So that's that's interesting. And I yeah. I wonder how many people are going and asking other stores like that to do the exact same thing. Um, yeah, Peter, we spoke about this Carlton BNF thing the other week. We don't know, mate. We haven't got an answer on it yet. But I imagine my best guess is it's going to be a redemption, or they'll just give it to Crips. <laughs> um, but I would say, yeah, <laughs> just give it to Crips. Yeah. But I suggest they'll probably do something about that. Um, what's this Maximillo? It's the sites where you can't, f can find out what cards are good collectibles, what odds to learn. Well, I mean, obviously, you know, there's plenty of good, um, resource sites you can go and look at, um, Obviously, Card Authority has heaps of stuff in previous episodes, but there's plenty of other groups and things like that that you can go and ask questions about different cards. Um, eBay is obviously a great resource to see prices and cards that are being sold and demand and things like that. But um, just involve yourself in the community, mate. There's plenty of really, really good groups around here that can ask tons of questions and everyone will be really, uh, really, really helpful. Asha, will this, will this release affect Team Coach? Well, I don't know. I think Team Coach and Footy Stars have been running similar release dates forever, is my understanding. They yeah, I think normally, normally Team Coach comes out a little bit after Footy Stars, a couple of weeks later. Yeah. I think traditionally, obviously, Team Coach is much more, as you know, Asha, having a young child yourself and, and me being in the same boat, Team Coach is very ingrained amongst the kids. Um, yeah. So... I think team coaching regardless continues to keep moving to the kids because it's so, it's so, um, it's so, so, uh, it's in their market, but I think footy stars yeah. does this product begin to capture more of that kids market is that I'm not sure if that's what you're asking. And I'd say that the market, both at a collector's level and at a kid's level, because it trickles down is probably bigger. So both, probably both brands have an opportunity here to do a bit better with their series one. Yeah, absolutely. G'day, Johnny Lou, and happy birthday for yesterday, Jonathan Lou. Ah, happy birthday, Johnny. Um, and I think, look, just to add to that with Asher is that I think that if Footy Stars sells and sells out quick, I mean, it's surely got to be good for Team Coach too because there's just going to be this huge hunger and demand of cards from all the collectors. And, I mean, yeah. we, 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 we will do some stuff on Team Coach in the next couple of weeks or month when we get some more information about it. But, I mean... I, I imagine it's just going to be great for everybody, like all the card companies. So it's, yeah. a, good it's a good time to have an AFL card license, that's for sure. You would think so. I would think this is probably the point where Team Coach um, 
probably they see the benefits of Select growing the overall market over the last 12 months with the hobby growing and Select really, you know, being very reactive and proactive in a sense to growing the market. I think... And if, that's, 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 yeah. a good, that's a good point for Peter. You see more opportunities for Team Coach now. Maybe if it goes back to being much more collectible like it was in the early 2000s. Yep, absolutely. Um, all right, well, look, guys, thank you very much for all your contributions today. Obviously, me and Jenks could sit here and talk for hours, as we always do. Um, we will obviously keep our eyes on the select uh, Facebook page and Instagram. If you haven't gone and followed them, make sure you do that. Make sure you go and follow Card Authority. We will continue to report back as these releases come. We yep. all look forward to what the number three preview will be. Hopefully, it's going to be some great stuff that we can continue to talk about. And I cannot wait until order day and then whatever it will be, six, seven days later, when we actually get some cards in our hands. Yeah. So 20 21st of February is the day that everyone can pre-order. And I think Sunday. that, what, yeah, and uh, what is it, around the, the first week of March is when it gets delivered, yeah? Yeah, historically, I imagine it's probably going to be Monday week after it. So that sort of ends up being the, well, ends up being the first. First and second, so, yeah, the first. So probably people, it'll be available on, on the shelf, you would think, somewhere around the first. But we'll, uh, we'll hopefully by our happens. next broadcast, we'll have a confirmation on that. Yep. Um, and yeah, hopefully by that next episode, we will have seen a bunch of previews. So I, I suspect we're going to do a full scale, big, big chat around footy stars around what next Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah. Uh, well, I reckon we might try to squeeze a mini cast in on Monday, pending what previews get put over the weekend. Yeah, and then we'll, we'll do a, a normal card authority ex episode next week, probably to tie in with the end of the previews. So yeah. Look, thank you for everyone for joining us. Make sure you go and have a look at those previews from the wonderful Lynn Gilmartin on Select. Get excited. Start saving your pennies. There's going to be lots of fun to be had. And on a personal level, I can't wait. And on a card authority level, I can't wait to talk to you guys all about it in the future. Jenks, thank you. Elliot, thank you. Thank you for your contribution. Um, and thank you, everyone, for joining in with us on a very gloomy and wet Friday afternoon here in Melbourne. Jenks, always a pleasure. Yes, mate. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for joining us. And uh, we'll see you in a few days' time. Make sure you hit up the page if you've got any other questions, comments, or anything like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ciao.